Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Any good stories from the road? Pipe up. I wish we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. That poison proof. They're mon geese. We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. Hey, welcome to the Georgia Show. The back-to-back defending national champion. First time to ever do it in the CFP era. Greatest Georgia quarterback of all time. Greatest Georgia head coach of all time show. Uh, I think we can shorten it down to the Georgia Show, but y'all know what that means when we go live. Jake Rowe, Palmer Toms, NLA. I'm in Georgia. Guys, I don't know if uh, the confetti's still falling out there, but I know everyone in this state is still about six feet off the ground. I'll tell you what, I, I, I would love to tell you guys a lot about what, what postgame is like uh, here uh, at SoFi Stadium, but I really, really would rather hear what West saw last night in downtown Athens because it's some place I don't know if I'll ever be when Georgia wins a title, and I wanted to know from you what it was like to be down there. Yeah, let me get a video shared here. I'm, uh, I've been editing this video. It's like 15 minutes long right now, so it's quite the production. But here's a clip from what I cut out last night, and I'll be posting the full thing pretty much right after we get off of this live stream because um, I had to edit some audio and all that stuff. But here's just a, a taste, just a glimpse. 
Man, has there been some property destroyed tonight? What is all this stuff? Oh, uh, that's a TV. A TV? Yeah, that was a TV. Where did it come from? No idea. Yeah, so there's a little bit of the carnage and destruction from down there. Let me see if I have one more video. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was not, I saw video from last year's national championship. That one was a little bit more chaotic. I don't know if y'all remember, but they were throwing the traffic cones and the barrels and all that. I did see one traffic cone on somebody's head. So there were traffic cones involved, but they were not projectiles this time around. Thankfully for everybody involved. Well, and I, I saw something about the the blue structure that had been built in downtown was destroyed. A lot of barking. There was, yeah, there have been some art installations down there that unfortunately people ripped out of the ground. We don't endorse that. I was just down there covering it. Uh, and a lot of the new trees, unfortunately, have been ripped out of the ground as well. And, mm. you know, they're, they're trying to revitalize downtown Athens and uh, they I mean, probably should have put barricades around everything that could possibly come out of the ground. But, hey, that's you know, downtown winning, Athens winning, for you. Win, winning, you know, two national championships in a span of 365 days, not the best plan if you're trying to, uh, you know, keep the structural integrity of, of your downtown area um, full of, you know, Drunk college kids. No, nothing Nothing was safe. What was it like in L.A.? Palmer, you did a great job getting the uh, celebration on the field. The players were elated. Obviously, they've worked so hard for this. And the semifinal game, the Peach Bowl, after that thriller against Ohio State, this just seemed like more of a relief than any kind of insurmountable obstacle. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like – um, you know, with the way that that game went, um, you know, the, the way that it was pretty much over, uh, you know, pretty early in that contest, um, it, it was a celebration, definitely. Um, I, I, you know, I felt like there was a sense of relief, a sense of accomplishment to win that game um, against Ohio State. And, and similar but different, um, I guess, because of, you know, what was on the line here, not just a national championship berth, but a national championship trophy. Um, you know, the players certainly appreciated going back to back, uh, everything that had gone into it. And I think it's been interesting to hear from Kirby Smart a couple times post-game press conference today, um, you know, him saying that, uh, you know, this one probably – talking the, the, the three-peat talk has already started and he's saying he thinks the next one will be harder than this one was because um you know this one wasn't terribly hard in terms of a motivation aspect you know they, they had won it last year but the guys that won it were gone and and we heard that all year long i didn't really you know believe it per se uh but the players certainly bought into it yeah, Kirby is just finding ways to motivate these teams, and it's really impressive. It's a psychological thing that's been well-documented by us and by others this season. But the way he gets in between his players' ears, dialing up the fact that no one respected them, I think early on in the season you could probably make a case for that. Everyone assumed that this was going to be Bama's you know, 
tour de force after losing to Georgia, and that didn't really prove to be the case. But Georgia picks up where Bama can't seal the deal, and Georgia's number one for most of the season. But, yeah, the, the way that he got Georgia's players to think and believe, everyone's talking about these 15 NFL draft picks. No one's talking about y'all. And to ratchet that up right before the final game of the season was huge. And and honestly, he'll have a chance to do it again, not because like of not necessarily because of a bunch of draft picks or anything like that. There's probably going to be quite a few. He has a chance to do it again because everybody's going to say, "Yeah, you can't win three in a row." You're going to have idiots like me out there saying that there's I don't know, man. Winning two in a row is hard. You can't do it. That's what I was saying prior to the season. I think I said that on the on our very first Georgia show, Wes. I think the very first one back on September the first, couple days before Georgia starts the season. I'm like, I just don't see it. I, it's it's just that hard, and um, it's going to be that much harder, I think, to get three. But if anybody can do it, this team can do it. There's a culture there. There's a there's a um, there's a vein or a or a tunnel or something that Kirby Smart has tapped into to kind of get his players to feel disrespected, to play like they're disrespected. And and listen, all you need to know, I, I think, about kind of where this program is going is, is uh, you know, you've had Kendall Milton say he's coming back. Um, you've had Nazir Stackhouse um, reportedly say he's coming back as well. Um, it, those guys, I've seen so many programs just lose guys like that after winning big. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons Alabama was able to build a dynasty is because they would win big, but the players wanted more. And this was before NIL. This was before they could make some money, um, you know, sticking around for another year. Uh, but guys that, that shouldn't have left rarely did during that, you know, Alabama dynasty that they had going. And, and I think Georgia's getting a little bit of some of that too, and that's going to be pretty, you know, pretty interesting to watch going forward with the additions to the roster. But um, – this this Georgia team did something really special, and uh, I was actually surprised to hear Kirby darn near downplay it a little bit. Like, guys, this wasn't as hard as it looked with this group because this group was special. This group did this. This group did that, um, and 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 kept the kept the edge all year long. But um, that what they just did uh, that that just doesn't happen. It's the first time ever in the college football playoff era for a reason. It's tough to get there. In the context of the sport is going to continue to change. The playoff is going to expand. NIL is going to continue to blow up. The transfer portal is going to get crazier and crazier. Uh, but I think there is so much to be said for the fact that while this was the Wild West, I don't know, maybe it helped Georgia. But Georgia didn't have to take all those guys out of the portal this year. Um, they could have and maybe wanted to take a, a couple more. But they did what they did with the guys that they brought in and evaluated. Uh, obviously, some of them were transfer portal additions in years past, but Georgia did it their way. I mean, it, Kirby Smart can go up there and sing, I did it my way, if he wants to, because that's how he wanted to do it. Now, he had to adjust a little bit and invest in a guy like Todd Munkin coming off of that 29 SEC championship game, and everybody knew that Georgia's offense needed an adjustment needed something to be better, needed something to be different, and they went out there and did that. Um, but ultimately, this is what Kirby Smart wants to do, winning a game with defense, 65-7. to seven. We've spent so much time talking about how special this game was, and when I say we, I just mean everybody consuming it, um, that you almost overlook the fact that Georgia played its best game of the year 
and Stetson Bennett played the best game of, of his career um, and the best, most dominant bowl game ever. I mean, how did they get it done? What was the M.O. for this team that helped Georgia flip a switch from the Ohio State back-and-forth slugfest uh, to TCU? And, you know, obviously there's a caveat there because I think everybody watching this and the two guys on the call with me right now will tell you that it was very clear that Ohio State was much better than TCU. Yeah, 100%. And and I also say this, too. I mean, Georgia played a very sloppy game against Ohio State. Very sloppy, up-and-down game. I think, I think Ohio State had a lot to do with that. They played a team that didn't have to figure out a way to feel disrespected. They were disrespected. And they got, you know, kind of doused by Michigan. There, were, there was a lot of piss and vinegar in that Ohio State team, and I think that caused some of the sloppiness you saw. Um, in, the, in that game with Georgia, they forced some of it, uh, but Georgia found a way like champions do to win that game. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And then, you know, TCU, TCU isn't uh, 48 points or 50, you know, 58 points. Jesus Christ. 58 <laughs> points. Uh, 58 points worse than Georgia. Okay. Like uh, TCU is going to play probably nine out of 10 games. They're going to play Georgia a lot more competitively than that. TCU played crappy last night. Uh, but, man, Georgia really did make them pay for it. And I thought I thought coming into this game, I said, man, what if Georgia can do to them what Alabama did to to, uh, to uh, Notre Dame in 2012 and make the you – know, that made the SEC championship game feel like the de facto national championship that year uh, with Georgia losing to Alabama. Um, and, and they did. I mean, they came right out and then they just destroyed TCU limb from limb. Um, tore them apart uh, and and left no doubt and you know it was it was just kind of cool to see that I wonder if it would have it was I wonder if it would have been more of a um, more or less of a celebration if it had kind of been more competitive um, because you saw it coming they got to celebrate before it was over you got to see you know Stetson come off you got to see that quartet of Georgia defensive players come off the celebration had already begun um, you know with a lot of time left in the fourth quarter and I was just wonder how how much more nuts would that Palmer Tom's Pulitzer uh, level footage have been if if it would have been just a little bit more um, angsty out there. Yeah, they left all the angst at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you don't yeah. have to have any angst about your next T-shirt thanks to the all-star MVP team at Breaking Tea. We've got a link to their store in the show description as we always do. But check out how quickly the Breaking Tea team already flipped around the brand new national championship apparel. They've got the brand new logo here. They've got uh, Never Hunted 15 and 0 in a nice red. They've got back to back champs. Glory, glory to the champions. Dogs back on top. I mean, they had to have had this stuff under wraps for a while now i don't think you can just churn out all this new t-shirt glory in we got to get you of, some of this uh, Wes. Like 18 hours we need you sporting some, some of this stuff here guys 
head on over to Breaking Tea. They've got all of your Georgia apparel needs, and it's a lot better than some of the other stuff you're Is coming across. Is that a new Brock Bowers t-shirt down there? That's going to be sold out really quickly. Is that it's a new a Brock Bowers t-shirt? Yeah, I, I, I don't recall seeing it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The to new, the new Brock Bowers shirt? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Wow. We, t- we, t- we talked about it on the show the other night. You, or the yeah, other well, day, I got a lot going on. He, he said he should on. be wearing a leather helmet. That's yeah, right. We I did just, say that. I guess I wasn't looking at the shirt when I saw that. That that just kind of popped out to me just now. It reminded me of that Dream Team shirt I had back in like 1992. Oh, the Dream Team apparel was pretty solid. Yeah. Tomahawk Dogs asking, speaking of Brock, what happened to Stetson <laughs> Bennett? Brock had to skip breakfast to take his place at the media availability this morning. I'm not out there. Have y'all heard anything? Listen, I don't think it's anything salacious. I just think Stetson Fleming Bennett the fourth was like, not again. Not doing it again. And I'm done with y'all. Him. I don't blame him. You take it uh, right off into the sunset, dude. Big horse, not a very big quarterback, but a, but a successful one. He's got two. He's going to have two big rings on his hands. So, um, you know, some players I talked to last night um, were talking about how uh, you know now that they can now they can walk straight again. They can balance when they wear their rings. Wear one on each hand. <laughs> <laughs> um. I've had some people, you know, comment on the work that we've done this year as a staff, and I just want to pat myself and you guys on the back for everything you did in L.A. and everything we've done here at Dogs HQ this year. I mean, two years in existence, Palmer has never not worked for Dogs HQ without a national championship. Uh, Same for Jake Rowe. Jake Rowe's got got a couple different rings, different staff. Wes, I got to tell you something. I got to so, tell you something, Wes. We're going to talk about an idea when we get off this call that is going to – you're going to love it's it. It's brilliant. And, it's brilliant. And, and Georgia fans are going to love it as well. And it, and it relates to Dogs HQ being around for two national championships. Two years Dogs of existence, two, two national champions. Two. two for okay, two well, you've, at Dogs you've HQ. Okay, my interest. And I tell you what, I, this is one of those things that we I've talked about it before. I've talked about kind of, you know – breaking down the fourth wall and letting people see kind of let us, you know, as we kind of BS after the show sometimes, um, you know, people would love to be a part of this one because I got a really good idea coming. And, and I think Wes is the man to, to carry out the execution. He's the man for the mission. All right. Is, is this way to carry it, man. We got a full head of steam coming off of back-to-back national championships. And I just, I couldn't help but think about, and I know, you know, we kind of did this exercise last year. You go through all the, demons you've exercised as a Georgia fan getting to see a national championship you know you think about the 2013 Auburn game you think about that 2002 Florida game think about the 2012 SEC championship game all those losses to Bama second and 26 some people said that it still wasn't ultimately a wash just watching one national championship but I gotta think that watching two in a row Defending that title, defending that belt has to be kind of close to making some of that hurt go away, at least for me. I won't speak for everybody else. Palmer, what, what do you know about the hurt? Tell us what you oh, know I mean, about the hurt, doesn't you feel. young man. You oh, young man. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I honestly cannot speak about it. I mean, yeah, I, I think. My mom was saying she posted it on the board somewhere. So, you know, embarrassing me there, Seafoam 70. Uh, but 
she uh, she was talking about the fact that my first Georgia football game that I went to was uh, in in Athens in 2016. Georgia lost to Vanderbilt. I was kind of between two schools at the time, Georgia and TCU, and obviously you know, ended up at Georgia and uh, you know covered the team. And so I don't know that I'm really all that. Uh, qualified to talk about the hurt because since I've been at Georgia, they, you know, around this Georgia program, they've been to, you know, what, 18, 19, 21, 22, four SEC championship games. Uh, they've been to nothing but New Year's Six Bowls. They've won two national championships. So, I, you know, I'm going to have to def- to the- defer to you guys for that conversation. Yeah, I, I will say the undergrads downtown, I, I'm sure they were all 21. They were very uh, – it's like they weren't even surprised that it happened. And I just had to say to a couple of them, y'all have no idea how good you have it. You have no, no idea how good you have it. You roll out of bed out of high school. You are probably one of the smartest kids at your school. Maybe you grew up watching Georgia. Maybe you felt some of that pain. But dating back to Kirby Smart's, you know, the start of his career in 2016, some of these kids, the the majority of their lives as Georgia Bulldogs fans has been what Palmer just described. New Year's Six, Natty appearances, SEC championships. It's a wild new era right now for the dogs. A charmed existence uh, for a lot because let me tell you something, man, I – I've experienced it from a lot of different angles. You know, I've, I've been in the stadium as a student and as a, as a fan before I was a student uh, for some heartbreak. And I have been, uh, I've been around on the message boards and ri- I've written the stories The you know, Georgia just couldn't get it done. Georgia melted in this moment, Georgia, the three sequences that led to Georgia losing the game and seeing people mull over it and, and, you know, the Chris Conley, that, that's the one. The one is the Chris Conley ball getting batted up in the air because that's when everything was on the line. I talked about it a minute ago, that de facto national championship. That's when, that's when the game was on the line. And, uh, you know, the, the way Georgia fans, the way Georgia coaches, the way people like Mike Bobo and Brian McClendon um, experience those losses, this is cool, man. This is cool. And you know, the thing about it is, and the thing I just keep coming back to is, you know, we're looking at the odds already, and Vegas has got Georgia as a favorite to win it in 2023. Georgia can become the first, you know, team in the modern era. I mean, I think Minnesota is the only other team that did it. Uh, Eight-game seasons, three eight-game seasons. Georgia's, Georgia's surpassed that number of games and then some already in winning two national championships. Uh, over And Georgia could win three in, three in a row in the playoff era. Um, I mean, you want to talk about a, a, a badge of honor to wear for a, for a program. It's, you know, folks, me included, said what Alabama has done, what Nick Saban did, and, and, and some of the dynasties of old wouldn't be repeated. That, that's not how this game's built anymore. And then just here comes this team with a former walk-on quarterback and just a bunch of dudes who play for one another and they're extremely talented. And they take back seats and 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 you know give up stats for for success. I don't know, man. That's just not not something. It's not sexy and it's not a. It's a good story, but it's not a a a the kind of story that we reward these days. But um, it's it's definitely something that you can appreciate if you see it up close. 
How about, um, you know, even in Kirby's era, there seemed to be this narrative that there was one game a year that got away from them. Georgia still lost a game. It either shouldn't have lost or Georgia lost in lopsided fashion. And that happened every year, you know, even last season when Georgia lost to Bama in the SEC championship game because the defense couldn't get a stop and the offense couldn't quite match it. That Ohio State game could have been that game for a lot of Georgia teams in years past, but because Georgia's offense reinvented itself and continued to get better, this wasn't just Georgia's going to reinvent itself overnight and try to get better for the 2022 season. They've been working on it for a while, but Georgia shakes that monkey off its back this year. They go perfect, 15-0, and uh, and win back-to-back national championship games. Um, it is a season – in many ways, guys, I know last year broke the drought, but this one just had so many moments that were fun and will be fun to relive when last year, other than that loss to Bama, there was a lot of game control. There, there was a lot of uh, pulling the starters by the third and fourth quarter, and maybe these dogs made you sweat a little bit more, but uh, it's a little bit more rewarding, I think, in some ways. Well, and I think also just the – era of football that we're living in offense is sexy offense is fun and georgia had a really damn good offense this year guys the best it's ever had mm -hmm. easily i mean stats of in it first four thousand yard passer in in program history um you know you you had two guys um you know obviously they they didn't quite get to that thousand yard mark brock powers was doing his best to get there last night uh, came up too shy of his career high, um, you know, but two guys between Bowers and McConkie that combined for over 1,600 yards, um, you know, that they, they put up 65 points in the national championship game. And that's all on the offense, the 65 points. It wasn't like last year where, you know, they, they had a pick six and you create a credit, you know, they, they get credit for it, but really seven of them probably belong to the defense. They put up this offense put up 65 points. And so I think that's what made this year, um, you know, so much fun for a lot of these fans is they were watching a team that was flying around the field, playing great defense still. Um, had, their, had the moments where, you know, maybe things weren't as crisp on defense, but kind of expected that with a younger group. Um, you know, they, they exceeded expect, my expectations, certainly. Um and then to have an offense that lived up to expectations of being able to do what everyone was hopeful and what everyone has hoped the Georgia offenses could be for many years now, uh, I, I think that's what made it so fun and exciting, even when there were some moments of, hey, what, what is this team doing? Hey, why is this, why is this Kentucky game closer? What, what's up with Kent State and Missouri? Stuff like that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, there were a lot of concerns, a lot of bubble guts along the way.
Guys, this will pretty much be our Wednesday show. I know y'all are traveling tonight, and uh, a lot of rest is in order for y'all. So let's go ahead and chop some wood and let y'all get back to work as you wrap up things out on the West Coast. I'll start us off. Um, I'm going to chop some wood about something that I noted during the game last night before it was even over. Stetson's pretty much the de facto offensive MVP because Georgia has so many weapons on offense. He is the distribution center, the postmaster general. You knew he was going to win the offensive MVP by about, this, I guess, the end of the second quarter. Um, and I think you could have guessed that Bullard was too, even though he got injured, and that's how it shook out last night. But I'm going to chop wood about the fact that Georgia is going after any and every recruit that Kirby Smart can land, no matter which state he happens to be from. But how about the Georgia boys, the uh, unheralded, unheralded, unsung Bulldogs out there continuing to win MVP awards in these CFP games? All the talent gets you there, no doubt about it. A lot of great talent separated Georgia from TCU last night. But it's got to do a Georgia boy like Kirby Smart proud to see that the guys that he recruits out of his home state continue to show up the biggest on the brightest and best stages. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one, Wes, 100%. And, and I tell you what, man, it's, it's not just the 2023 class where they got a chance to end this thing. They got, they got a chance to get a – I mean, come on over to Dogs HQ. Dylan uh, Riola, uh, Chad Simmons has got some great stuff. And uh, that – you know, I don't want to put too many expectations on a guy, but that right there is the kind of kind of quarterback that can help you build a dynasty. You know, that, that can that you can win one or two or three with a quarterback because he's, you think, he's you think level talked to him last night. Oh yeah, no you doubt. Think, yeah, I mean, you know what what a recruiting pitch not only to watch that game, uh, but to do it and and to have Matthew, you know, his dad's quarterback on hand. No, no question. Um, I'm gonna chop wood on on a story that that Palmer wrote, and I wanted to do it so I could steal it before he got it. Oh um, my you no, Darnell Washington, Darnell Washington <laughs> is made. <laughs> Darnell Washington Palmer is, there. is is made of of you know some kind of special material. He he is made of some sort of special material. Um, listen, it, it wasn't always easy with this guy, and I feel like I'm probably kind of maybe saying some things that. Um, you know, some feet folks may know or they may not know, but listen, Darnell Washington was not going to be at Georgia two or three different times, I would say, over the after his freshman year, after his sophomore year. I think Georgia had to work really hard, had to convince him that he had a role major in this, this season. Um, and it wasn't, Palmer, the comments about this game, the fact that he played 43 snaps with a bruised foot. Um, it was his shoulder coming out against Missouri and him making one of the plays that I tabbed as the biggest plays of the season at the midpoint. Um, it was – Darnell Washington is – is uh, he's the big reason why Georgia made it here. And if you want to understand, you know, all those fans out there um, who oh, they want to talk about, well, you know, well, you brought up the fact that Georgia lost Darnell Washington in the Ohio State game and that, well, he's not Marvin Harrison. I mean, different guys mean different things to offenses. That guy means a whole lot to Georgia's offense. We found it out last night. 43 snaps when we didn't even know if he was going to play. Maybe got a day or two of practice in, day and a half, something like that. Still found a way to play that many snaps and play that well. Um, you know, huge for Georgia. 
All right. Well, sorry, I'm not sorry, Palmer. The good news is I've got another one. I was thinking about if I even wanted to do that one. So um, glad you took it, and, uh, and and I can talk about somebody that uh, that Kirby also talked about in that press conference today. Haven't written this story, but it is one that'll be written. Jake's about to write uh, it. Yeah, Jake's probably about to write it. Uh, <laughs> no, Nolan Smith. Um, you know, Kirby was asked about him and the role that he continued to play. And, um, you know, I, I think what Kirby said, and it goes back to what you were talking about, Wes, with, with Georgia boys winning the championship, showing up on the biggest stage. Nolan was a guy that, that was highly recruited, number one player in the country, decided, you know, hey, I'm going to go to Georgia and, and wanted to be a big part of what that class was. Um, you know, that class now seniors in their fourth year, big part of this, uh, big part of this team. Uh, but also, I mean, you're, you're looking at guys uh, that you're looking at a guy that was a big leader for this team. Um, stuck with it when, when it, he didn't have to. Uh, he could have walked away and, uh, you know, began prep for the NFL draft, done his rehab, yada, yada, yada. Well, he decided he wanted to stick around and he was going to be as, as big of a part of this team as possible. And uh, Curry told us he was the number one vote getter for team captain, rightfully so. What would have been, um, you know, probably my first vote there as well um, if, if we had a vote. Uh, but, you know, Nolan Smith, uh, certainly someone that wasn't on the field last night, hasn't been on the field in, in several weeks now, uh, but has been a big part of why this team is where it is um, for, in terms of his leadership. Coach on the field. Um, guys, what a season. What a run. What a ride. I know we, we will revisit this game the next time we talk later on this week. Um, as the glow continues to emanate from this team. Believe the team is making it back to Athens later this evening. Uh, if I learn more about that, I'll try to get down there and uh, cover that homecoming because that'll be pretty freaking sweet too. So stay tuned on that. And uh, within the hour, I guess, I'll have this downtown Athens celebration video. It is insane. It is the closest thing I can give y'all to actually be in there if you weren't actually there, and uh, it, it's nuts. But until then, y'all hydrate. I still got to get some more electrolytes in me. I know Palmer and Jake do as well, and Stetson Bennett probably does too. Thanks for tuning hey, in. Hit like, hit subscribe. We'll be back live again in a few days. Thanks for following Dogs HQ. Peace. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets.
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.